what is up? It's week one. We made it. Football is back. Uh, Thursday night, DFS and chill. Club Fantasy's DFS show. I'm your host, Ryan Weiss, but nobody cares that I'm here. Um, the reason you guys are here is because we have DFS experts here that are going to help you make some money. With me, my absolute favorite DFS expert, Club Fantasy's DFS writer, author of Kira's Cash Grabs, Kira Wytrowski. Kira, great to see you. What's up, guys? You ready for tonight? Oh, yeah. I mean, we finally made it. Everybody could breathe a sigh of uh, relief here. We finally made it to the week one Thursday night game. It's a good one. Uh, I mean, I've pretty much been lifeless until this moment. So <laughs> this is a brand new day you're, for you're me. You're waking from your slumber. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You know, I'm just waking up like a bear out of hibernation, ready to tackle the year. I love really, it. Really looking forward to doing this podcast. Really excited to uh, – get everybody involved super excited to have my first guest be my guy chris robbins down there detroit beastie very um honored that you decided to come on here with us and talk some dfs today so absolutely absolutely chris happy to have you i'm not afraid to say right now to the world my favorite person on twitter and he was pretty nice to me outside of twitter as well way taller than you'd expect oh (laughs) way way taller than i expected (laughs) thank you yeah thanks for having me i mean i couldn't uh agree fast enough or as they say i mean i'm not like uh as professional where like I'm, i'm booking like massive arena tours here but when i say i'm booked it's a legit thing right we want you for an hour can you pop on and i always have time for you to absolutely and again i like to practice what i preach Uh, if i'm nice on the computer i'm going to be nice in person and more importantly in terms of dfs i would never ask or give advice as something i wouldn't do myself so i know we'll get to it but i am absolutely using oj howard in my mvp spot tonight oh let that be known now I, I so I went through all of your notes before this got started, and that was the first thing I highlighted. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to call. Oh, out on it this stood one. out to me when you told me that you filled in your part of the portion of the show. I'm like, all right, I can't wait to hear about this. So, well, a little behind the scenes peek: the uh, the head honcho at Club Fantasy, Josh Hudson, gets mad when everybody agrees about everything. So I saw Chris's <laughs> notes. I was like, well, I'll be able to make Josh happy pretty early on in the show. So. I'm with Josh on that because as we were taught, like pull the curtain back a moment on like the the chatting that went on and the the, the Google Doc here, right? I, I agreed with a lot of what what she was saying, what Kyra was saying here. But again, I could argue both sides. I agree, but that's not fun. Disagreeing is fun to a certain extent. Like I'm not rude. I'm going to say, you know what, Kyra, you're you're stupid, right? Philadelphia Eagles suck. I don't want nothing to do with this. But that's just not how I roll, and that's not the kind of man I am. So you know, I can pivot and we can discuss. There you go. Um, So if you if you read that whole docket, you definitely know I am excited to talk about that Philadelphia Atlanta game. So so Josh (laughs) on the Wednesday show last night was the same way. You Eagles fans, man. Um, So this is going to primarily be a main slate show, but we're not dumb. It's Thursday night. There's DFS to be played tonight. It's the first week of the season. And as Kira mentioned, what a game we have. Dallas at Tampa Bay, two of the best offenses in football. So we're going to jump into this. Uh, We have a nice little small segment broken down for just these small showdowns. So Kira, who is your captain? Who would you like to see in the captain seat for the Thursday night game? Um, Yeah, so I think that Tom Brady is the obvious pick. I think he's going to be the absolutely most popular pick in this. Um, So I kind of like to pivot off of that. I don't want to be... With the majority there, I'd like to go with um, either Mike Evans or for an even cheaper alternative would be Antonio Brown. Um, it seems whenever I fill out my the rest of my lineup and I have Antonio Brown in the captaincy, I tend to like it a lot more. I think I get a lot better options in there when I do so. Um, and I think he's a sneaky good pick this week. Um, Dallas's defense is absolutely atrocious and they did very few things to make it any better than it was last year other than adding Micah Parsons of course in the draft but I do not think that's gonna nearly affect all the Tampa Bay pass catchers in this one I think you could pretty much slide in any of them whether that's Mike Evans or Antonio Brown or even Chris Godwin um but those are my two preferences I'd like to either go high with Mike Evans or pay down low and go Antonio okay so I was gonna ask if Godwin not practicing was what was pushing you towards those two but it sounds like it's just a high low sort of thing yeah and and when I look at it you know I think I just rather Evans for his touchdown upside with that and I think that Brady loves to look for Antonio Brown out there he targets him a lot on Godwin's played hurt a lot so it doesn't really concern me that that's been the news on but those would be my preferences by far 
Perfect. Chris, I know you went a, a different direction. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Who are you putting in the captain's seat tonight? Absolutely. Well, I have two guys I want to discuss really briefly, and one of them would be C.D. Lamb in the MVP spot. Dallas goes to Tampa. As we know, Tampa's 24th overall against opposing wide receivers. And C.D., he's very expensive this evening. I know on FanDuel, he's about, uh, looking at my notes here, about $10,000 even. And when it comes to, to single-game slates, right, especially this one, the reason I have O.J. Howard in my MVP spot is because let's let's stop and think for a second it might be silly and nuts but that's the kind of thing you need to do right we've had so you all want a million dollars yeah we've had all these <laughs> oh, ups and sure. downs right so covid was here last season everybody was home locked down we had football but it really i mean it was football but i it last season was kind of it was an outlier there's no fans there not much was going on it was is really strange so then you fast forward to now everybody is able to to breathe a sigh of relief in terms of fans being there we're full bore ahead with broadcast and stuff like this and i say that to say this today's football slate after all is said and done there's going to be hundreds and thousands of folks looking to play right not only seasoned veterans like us but the casual fan that kind of sat around all spring and summer with nothing to do and they've just been pounded with DraftKings commercials fan duel commercials <laughs> right and they're like you know what i got nothing going on tonight let me enter a couple bucks so the contest this evening is going to be very watered down of course i would prefer dak or tom Tom Brady, Zeke Elliott in the captain spot, but you're just going to be spinning your wheels there. If you want, just want a piece of the pie, as I said a few days ago in a video, then that's fine. But if you want the whole kit and caboodle, you're going to have to get wild. You're going to have to get crazy. And when you start to think, oh my, this is OJ Howard in my captain spot, that is atrocious, as Kyra said. This is awful. Then guess what? You're on the right path. That's the move. Okay, that's an interesting way. And it's nice to talk a little bit of strategy, not just talking players. Um, to where you're really going to want to focus on what it's going to take to win the slate, what you how you're going to be different from anybody else. And that's OJ Howard is certainly going to be different. Um, speaking of being different, there's going to be some high dollar players that everyone's going to throw in their lineup. And I think we've already kind of hit on a few of them. Kira, tell me some people that are high dollar players that you would avoid tonight. Um, my number one pick there for this uh, evening is definitely going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Um, that Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers rush defense is absolutely nasty. I, I mean, they've allowed the 32 or they're number one against the run. They have a strong defensive line. They're getting all 11 of those defensive players back. There's very little to believe that anything's going to change there on defense for them. Um, I would be actually pretty shocked to see Zeke put up, you know, anything more than a low double digit game on um, He's just somebody that I would avoid. Everybody else seems to have pretty good matchups other than Ezekiel Elliott this evening. So I will pass on Zeke. I just wonder if volume is king. And I, I just, you, you kind of wonder if from a few years ago, maybe they get him more involved in the passing game, but they do have so many weapons. Um, that's a hard one. I'm not going to lie. I have a few lineups built and I think I have Zeke in yeah, I mean, and also, them, so. Don't forget Zach Martin is out for this game. So they did lose somebody on their offensive line to make matters a little bit worse for Zeke. Um, he's just the odd man out when I'm looking at my my plays and my uh, my matchups for this one. So that's gotcha. why I, I choose Zeke. And Chris, I I hate seeing the name that you have. Just absolutely hate it. But who yeah, would you avoid? It, it couldn't tonight? be any more clear to me this evening. It's Dak Prescott. And look, let me say a few things before I get into my whole spiel. Right, I, I like Dak Prescott. No ill will there. No hatred towards the Dallas Cowboys. That's fine. They're a very you know. Uh, they're a very proud franchise here, but Dak, after that nasty compound fracture, right? He's practiced. He's he's doing a lot of things. In the first week of the season, it it might be tough, even if he played on Sunday or if he played, you know, next week. It doesn't matter. It just it doesn't freak me out. But I, you have to temper your expectations, as Kyra said. Kira said, excuse me, this pronunciation. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Okay, that's okay. It's a tough. Yeah, I know the, it. The Tampa Bay. Nothing has changed. They brought back all the same guys. Their pass rush is nasty. Their linebackers are nasty. It's just a bad situation. So I want, you know, sit it out, Dak, wait and see. And it's only a week one fade for me. Next week, it's a different time, different thing there. But Thursday, first game of the regular season against this defense, it freaks me out a little bit. I don't think he's going to have a lot of success. And my my strategic move here is how many folks are going to have Dak in their lineup, let alone the MVP spot. So if I fade Dak completely, and if he puts up not very, you know, favorable numbers, I'll be able to leap from a large portion of folks in one of those big GPPs. So if you're 
not playing Dak, are you disagree- disagreeing with Kira? And would you play Ezekiel Elliott? He's also a fade for me, too. Okay. And, and again, it's just a strategic thing. I like both of them boys. They're fantastic football players. But there's something about tonight's slate where I think it's going to be unbelievably watered down, as I told you moments ago. First-time players, people that will never play again. So they're going to push all their chips in to tonight. And they're just going to look at like a casual fan. They see Dak. They see Zeke. Here you go. And they won't dig further. And that's not a knock at, at the casual fan. But having played DFS for all this time, you can kind of chart and log other people's habits. And Thursday night, all the single-game slates are pretty set in stone in terms of the ebbs and flow. So to me, I'm fading Dak, I'm fading Deke, and it's a risk, obviously. But it's a a calculated risk, and if they both don't do what, what they're supposed to do, I'm going to set my lineup apart from the masses tonight. I like it. Well, and let's just stick with that, Chris. If we're leaving some of these high dollar guys out, we're going to probably have some room at the bottom of our roster. Who's a low dollar guy you're looking to maybe fill that last roster spot after you put some guys in? Sure. I know this might seem contradictive here, but it's Tony Pollard. And I'll tell you, because he's low, the the money that you got to pay to put him in your lineups, it's there's little to no risk there. If he does put up a goose egg, I think you can recover with the other men in your lineup here. And so when it comes to Tony Pollard, it's a high risk uh, or yeah, no low risk risk, high reward kind of situation here. Maybe you can catch a couple passes. Maybe they pivot away from Zeke because there's just no running lanes and they can swing Pollard out here and there. Maybe uh, Pollard finds the end zone. I'd be very happy with Pollard in my lineups with what? Three, four catches, 30, 40 yards. And if he finds the end zone, that's just the icing on the cake. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, especially fading Zeke tends to lend itself to being okay with Pollard because they, they use them differently. Plus, I think, at least last year, Pollard was involved in the return game, and we may see something like that as, Correct. Uh, as well this year. So. And you wouldn't have to, you know, people do that all the time. Like, if I if you start Zeke and Pollard, it's kind of like, uh, it's a wash, right? Both running backs are vulturing points from each other. So just sticking to one, you know, stick to your conviction, make the play, and I'm playing Tony Pollard this evening. I like it. Kira, how about you? What what low dollar guy are you looking to fit into the lineup? <clears throat> um, yeah, so a lot of the skill position players in this aren't really low dollared in, in general. So yeah. I um uh, I went towards the approach of going and attacking the Dallas's rushing defense. And I'm gonna say you could really honestly, it's interchangeable whether you want to choose Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette in this game. Um I believe it's Ronald Ronald Jones who got the nod for the start. Um, but honestly, they split so much and so evenly. I mean, he may get a couple more carries than Leonard Fournette. He'll obviously do the the pass, the third down passing. Um, but Dallas's defense, again, just not very good. And I can see a case where Tampa Bay gets up ahead and they get a, up ahead fairly early in this one. And I mean, you're facing Dak, who, again, you he's coming back from that injury and he's facing one of the toughest defenses in football. Um, I think I know as powerful as that offense is, there's a chance where they just struggle to get things going. And I can see a case where the run game for Tampa Bay just becomes a way to to finish out the game, you know, rather than waste Tom Brady on a game that's already won. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that makes a ton of sense. Um, Before we wrap up Thursday night, do you guys have anything I didn't give you a chance to say that you want to throw in here? Yeah, really quick, like, you know, just kind of going off what, what Kira said, like if, if this defense gets rolling early, which I expect them to do, you know, a lot of these football teams, it's week one, it takes a, a week or two to kind of get warmed up, kind of like sticking a key in an old car, and, and then finally warms up. They're already, I would imagine that tonight, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense is going to be in midseason form already. And when they come down, when they crash, you know, this offensive line and all the, the offensive skill positions for Dallas, it could get nasty fairly early on so uh yeah i love tampa this evening perfect guys we're gonna jump into the main slate so we're gonna go position by position for the sunday main slate um i'm gonna give you guys a couple of options at quarterback um basically the highest dollar guys i want to know we're calling the segment eat the chalk or outlined in chalk are you gonna find a way to get these guys into a few lineups are you just gonna fade them all together so starting with quarterback i want to talk about patrick mahomes taking on the cleveland browns uh chris go ahead and talk to us about patrick mahomes 
Sure, Patrick Mahomes was highlighted in bottom of the barrel because they just like to give the most expensive player at the position because it helps put the other the other guys you know prices in order like get right in your face and you're like wow that is a, a difference here. But uh, Patrick Mahomes they they host Cleveland. Cleveland is 27th overall against opposing defenses. 8800 bucks on FanDuel, 8100 dollars on DraftKings, and it, it's going to be another ho hum performance. I fully expect this game. I believe if it matters, I'm looking at my notes here. I have the over in this one big time. I, I have. Kansas City putting up like 41, 42 points in this one. So they will win, but Cleveland will be no, they won't just lay down. I could see Cleveland scoring 27, 28 points here. So Mahomes, yeah, absolutely chalk as he'll be every week of the season. And again, if you're in a big contest, you could do worse. I mean, they're actually, they're, everything is worse after Patrick Mahomes. But in a cash games, he's a free square. So you can build your lineup around that and realize that if you have Patrick Mahomes, you can kind of cut your lineup in half where you, you don't have to worry about the quarterback quarterback position because it'll be a wash all right Kira, do you agree with that yeah i mean you never really I, you should never not play patrick mahomes pretty much in every case necessary um i think this is going to be the game of the week i mean just looking at it i uh, it just lines up to be to yeah to, cr to crush the over in my opinion as well um patrick mahomes has a revamped offensive line he's going to be able to have time to throw it just Bodes bad news for the Browns, but the Browns look good too. So, yeah, I think it's a. I'm I'm not fading Patrick Mahomes. I'll eat the chalk on that one as well. I say I'm concerned for Mahomes as someone who covered the Browns preseason. I'm that Browns defensive line. If the Chiefs offensive line hasn't gelled quickly based on what we saw in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes worries me. But I'm glad to hear you both like him. Now to my favorite quarterback coming into the season, we have my guy. Kyler Murray taking on the Tennessee Titans. Kira, you going to eat the chalk? You going to leave him alone? Um, I will eat the chalk again. I actually love Kyler Murray this season. I especially love him in this matchup. Um, this is also the second highest over under on the week, I believe, at 52. Um, this should be a close game. I see a, <laughs> I definitely see a point where they are going to have a shootout because this is two really below average defenses, and the Titans gave up the fourth most points to quarterbacks last year. Um, I think that Kyler Murray is a fine play. How much is he on DraftKings? He is. Say, I didn't keep track of prices. I just yeah, sorry, I'm, like, I'm looking here no, now. He's at 7,600. Yeah, in that range, like he's uh, he's right around like Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I I would much prefer paying up a little bit and getting Kyler Murray out of those options for this week. Interesting. Chris, anything uh, in this that? game? Yeah, I, I I think Arizona wins, and yet as as she said, the over under is fifty two. It's the second highest behind Cleveland, Kansas City at fifty four and a half. I have Arizona actually winning, putting up around twenty four to twenty seven points here. So to me, Kyler Murray is always in play in terms of DFS formats, and I, I've said that on a couple other broadcasts and in some articles where I think Arizona wins in Tennessee this weekend. And I, people looked at me like I like I farted or did something weird. It was like an awful. <laughs> kind of thing here but as i said tennessee is 30th ranked 30th overall against quarterbacks so kyler murray uh will have his way with that uh defense chris i can relate to that um arizona is one of my final four picks for a super bowl winner and i put money on it this year and i got those exact same looks for saying anything that positive about arizona so yeah. and it, yeah. people people blow things out of proportion just because i like arizona to win by four or five points doesn't mean i, I completely hate the tennessee titans that's exactly. the leap on social media that people take well you have arizona to win you must really hate the tennessee titans not true mind your business yeah this is a game of two big Big juggernauts. I mean, you have the Cardinals who play fast. You have the Titans who just added Julio Jones. So yeah. that offense is only going to score more points than they already were scoring the way it is. Um, I don't know how you cannot like Kyler Murray or honestly Ryan Tannehill in this game. I'm going to throw – Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, that's that's a great stat she just said. Arizona, I believe, is in the top three in terms of pace of play. So you're going to get extra snaps from yes. all these guys, including Kyler Murray, and you're going to get extra red zone looks or other high, high upside kind of targets and carries in this one. Yeah, the one monkey wrench I'm going to throw at you guys is Ryan Tannehill. This, I brought this up on the show last night. Ryan Tannehill missed a lot of time in COVID protocol, and I wonder if they decide to lean on Derrick Henry more than even they – I don't want to say than they normally would because we all know they lean on him quite heavily. Yeah. I just don't know if we're going to see full go Ryan Tannehill this week, and that's my only worry in this matchup. Um, Kira, I know you're going to wax poetically about Jalen Hurts, so let's go ahead and start with Chris. Yeah. What's this your is, favorite? I've been looking forward to, to oh, We're going to let her go 
next, but Chris, I want you to talk to me about what is your favorite QB play of the week? Well, it's Trevor Lawrence, the, the rookie golden boy in, in uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville goes to Houston. Houston, as we all know, we can all agree, is just a not, a good, not a good franchise right now. They're, they rank 22nd overall against opposing quarterbacks. T-Law, $6,800 on FanDuel, $6,200 on DraftKings. And this kid has been the apple of a lot of people's eyes since, what, he was a freshman, a sophomore in college. And in his first actual professional football start, I think he carves up Houston. And I have a lot of... Uh, Jacksonville stacks. I know we'll get to that, but I'm telling you right now, T-Law is one of those players, and I have a ton of them in my writing and in my broadcasting this week, that you have to use it or lose it, because Trevor Lawrence, he'll never be cheaper than he is in week one. I remember it felt like that, uh, not the same position, but with Jonathan Taylor last year. Jonathan Taylor started the season so cheap because DFS didn't know what to do with him right away, and he wasn't great to start the season, but he had those games, and it was that exact situation where I felt like I had to plug him in my lineup every week, because because there was going to come a time where he was going to be one of those top five priced guys and there, there wasn't going to exactly be room for him anymore. All right, Kira, talk to us. <laughs> Who's your favorite quarterback of the week? All right. It's obviously going to be Jalen Hurts, QB1 season for me here. Um, I just want to start off by saying I know that people tend to fear what they don't know. Uh, obviously, surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles, there are a lot of question marks. There's a lot of new things going on over there, one of them being Jalen Hurts. Um, new head coach, Nick Sirianni. Um, you're not quite sure what you're getting out of Jalen Hurts. You don't know if he's going to be the fantasy gold that we're hoping for, or is he going to be that still, you know, inaccurate quarterback that just isn't going to have a good enough yeah, offense. 52% is hanging over his head right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, and does he have the offensive weapons to really plummet himself to fantasy goodness? Um. But I am batshit crazy, and I do want to explore the unknown this week. I'm absolutely intrigued by this game. Uh, I know it triggers some people to say that Jalen Hurts is a QB1, um, but we just have to accept the reality that he may very well be a really good fantasy asset, even though it may not be your favorite real-life quarterback. Um, I'm not going to crucify a rookie who had a beaten and battered offensive line he came in when that team was just completely helpless and hopeless. All his skill players were in and out with injuries. Um, I mean, he took over, and it almost felt like there was a breath of fresh air breathed into that offense. It yeah. almost brought them them just enough to rally around this guy. He almost, be, I mean, he almost beat the Arizona Cardinals, and he also, I believe, he did beat the the New Orleans Saints. So he's the guy's a winner. I believe that he has that competitive edge. I think that the inaccuracy is going to correct itself when he has more reliable pass catchers out there, including the, you know, a number one, <laughs> number one, uh, wide receiver to me yeah. in this rookie class, the Heisman winner, Devonte Smith. I think that's going to tremendously help him. Um, he has an improved offensive line. They're coming back healthy. That's major. I mean, when you have that time to be able to throw, I believe you will become less inaccurate. Um, I mean, and, and let's face it, Atlanta's defense is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, last year, they were almost somebody that we absolutely just would want to target because they were just so bad, and they really have done nothing to improve themselves either. Um, Atlanta gave up the most fantasy points to quarterback. They also ranked giving up the most points to wide receivers and tight ends. Um, I know the Eagles uh, have a weird situation over there at tight end, but I, I think that that's going to be a go-to for Jalen Hurts. I think that that's going to be a nice blanket for him to have Goddard and Ertz and I can see him, you know, as mobile as he is, that puts points on the board. That's fantasy gold to have quarterbacks that are mobile. And all you have to do is throw a couple touchdowns, and I can see him having himself a big day. This could easily be a shootout over there in Atlanta. It's in the Dome. Tend to play faster down there, too. Um, I just, I really like Jalen Hurts in this. I would like to pay down this weekend. He's going to be in most of my lineups. And I love that. And I think one of the points you really hit on is, you know, you you said you trigger people when you say Jalen Hurts QB1, and that was definitely big for re redraft season. In daily, whether you believe in Jalen Hurts or not, he's the quarterback this week. And it's he's the quarterback this week against a bad defense. It's okay to believe in Jalen Hurts this week. Um, so we're going to jump into a segment now that uh, we decided to call Deep Sea Dive. Chris has a world-famous article uh, bottom of the barrel. So it's basically the same sort of thing. So Kira, if we were going completely cheap at quarterback, other than Jalen Hurts, who is relatively cheap himself, who would you be looking for? 
Um, I'm looking at Sam Darnold in a revenge game this week. Uh, I guess so. We basically have to stick to the narrative of Darnold escaping the Adam Gase scripts and finally just being set free. Um, I think that this is his chance to show them why he was a top three first round draft pick. Um, he's got better skill position players than he's ever had. He has DJ Moore, uh, Christian McCaffrey, all reliable for him could be Robbie Anderson. Um, it's just the most talent that he's ever had and the opportunity that he's ever had to play with. Um, the Jets gave up the fifth most points to opposing quarterbacks and little has changed to the Jets defense. Other, I mean, actually a negative has happened to them because they just lost <laughs> their, um, they just lost their pass rusher. Um, what was it? Carl Lawson. Right. Yep. Yeah. They just lost him. So I can see Darnold proving his points and uh, just just a great cheap quarterback to build around in this one. Not to mention for those, I, I follow the the Panthers for preseason as well. The Jets also cut their best corner from last year, so you have all these weapons in Carolina and nobody to guard them, which bodes well for for Darnold and Chris. To use your parlance, bottom of the barrel, where are we scraping at quarterback? Oh, uh, Zach Wilson, another rookie kind of. Uh golden boy here stay golden pony boy and zach wilson <laughs> the jets go to carolina carolina's 20th overall against opposing quarterbacks and wilson is he's the exact same price as darnold on both sides 6500 bucks on FanDuel and even five grand on DraftKings here and i mean i can't help maybe i'm just predisposed to, to just awfulness in terms of football you know i'm a lions fan and i also i root for the jets like secretly i feel like they're they've always been on the same path here and so there's just something about the Jets that I root for. One day, maybe the Lions can meet the Jets in the Super Bowl. I'll probably <laughs> be pushing up daisies, but but here we are. <laughs> but in that game, I have that one as a, a final here. Carolina wins 31-27 to 27 here, so you're going to take the over in this one, and you're looking at you know several touchdowns from each quarterback, maybe one from the running back here. So give me Zach Wilson in a, a very stackable game in general. Carolina and the Jets, very stackable to me. Yeah, yeah. I may be jumping ahead a little bit here. Let me check my notes before I ask my follow-up question uh i'm not jumping ahead if zach wilson is scoring points because i don't agree with you here who is scoring who's catching these balls on the other side well i would say Corey davis right i mean okay. he looked he looked outstanding uh in the preseason he's just going to absolutely be soaking up targets he might have more more passes you know thrown his way more targets than he's going to know what to do with here i would have said chris herndon but he's gone he's yep. in minnesota i mean that's how kind of iffy it is but i'm willing to take the risk when you when you gonna like spend very low on a quarterback you have to take the risk and hope that it hits there i also love the idea of ty johnson maybe getting you know some action in here that long all preseason all the beat writers and even some folks on social media say ty johnson realistically looks like the best running back on that roster but it but it's, as kira said up there adam gase just completely suppressed all the talent on this team so you know brighter days are ahead well, there we go. Well, the Carolina Jets game leads us perfectly into running back. We're going to get back to eating the chalk or outlined in chalk. Christian McCaffrey going up against the Jets, obviously the highest paid running back. It, it's really just a question of roster construction at this point, but I, I'm not even asking if you're fading McCaffrey. Nobody's fading McCaffrey. Are you going to find a way to build lineups around him, Kira? Um, I think absolutely, because I think this is the cheapest that we're ever going to find Christian McCaffrey on DraftKings. He's listed at 9,500. I think the rest of the year he's going to be over 10 K on FanDuel was a little more modest. They put him at 20, uh, 10,400, but he's got himself a good matchup here. Uh, last year he played hobbled and still was putting up 30 points a game. Yeah. I, I think that this is, you should find a way to build your, your roster around CMC in this one for sure. All right. If, if you could, you know, say anything bad on that. Yeah, I it might not be popular, but I'm going to fade CMC this week. Okay, and, and again, you know, right. it's, it's one week. We're not talking seasonal formats. I don't want people to freak out. Like, you know, the headline. I could see the headlines this evening. Uh, Detroit Beastie says to fade <laughs> CMC. No, just this week, and because I'll, I'll tell you why. At such an expensive price here, I feel like you know myself or anybody else, we can afford to be a little bit picky here. The matchup, it, it, it's sweet, but it's not as sweet as Delvin Cook against Cincinnati or Kamara playing Green Bay. Or 
or even Nick Chubb at Kansas City here. So with that such that such an expensive price, I can be a little bit you know snooty with my yeah. nose up and say, you know what, he's a great player, but I'm going to go elsewhere for this week. And guess what? That's the beauty of DFS. It's a one week kind of thing, one day kind of thing. There you go. Uh, let's just stick it. If you're talking Christian McCaffrey, the other big dog in, in fantasy running backs and running backs in general is Derrick Henry going up against that Arizona defense. Uh, Eating chalk there, Chris? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I, I couldn't be any more in on Derrick Henry, not only for seasonal formats, but DFS formats. If you look at him, I feel like Kyra has, you know, DraftKings kind of covered here. So Derrick Henry, Arizona, their 15th overall against opposing running backs. He's $8,900 on, uh, on FanDuel. And you have to understand that a lot of these player prices are, th- th- this is the time to take advantage. As you said up top, CMC will never be cheaper. Derrick Henry will never be cheaper. So use it or lose it with some of these guys because Derrick Henry by this time next week will be well over nine thousand dollars probably on the cusp of 10. So Kira are you are you going to go the bold route and say fade Derrick Henry since we have Chris fading CMC? <laughs> I'm not going to go against Chris there because even like, All right. <laughs> the point that you made earlier that there is the chance that Ryan Tannehill could be brought back in and it's slowly you know I don't know how he was affected by COVID to know exactly. that. You we, know, saw it, we saw it decimate Cam Newton last year. Right. So. It sure did. And I mean, he was on there for a minute. It's not like he was just kind of one of those, like a, a blip in time where he was on there for a second, tested again, and then was good to go. He obviously was affected by it in some kind of way. Um, they could easily ride Henry in this game. And uh, looking at the other options, yeah, I mean, I don't see how you, how you, you fade Henry. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I want to jump right into favorite plays and Kira, I want to jump right into your favorite play because you guys have said a common phrase throughout the show. And I think this is probably a common week one phrase. I'm not going to lie to people. I'm not the best DFS player, but that's why I'm hosting the show. But you guys keep saying it's never going to get cheaper for certain people. And Kira, for your favorite play of the week, I don't know that there's a more true statement than James Robinson may never be cheaper than he is right now. Yeah, I have no idea how he made his way all the way down there in this juicy matchup, but I'm thankful for it. So I am excited to get James Robinson into my lineups. The Texans also can't possibly get much worse on defense, but they actually did. I know that the trading Bradley Roby doesn't really affect anyone this week regardless because he is suspended, but you have to remember they also got rid of J.J. Watt this offseason. So they did get they unspeakably got they worse. They're, 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 they're 32nd against the run. And last time I checked, yeah. there's only 32 teams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're, that's right. they, they're working they, their way towards 33rd somehow. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're <laughs> absolutely putrid in that area. Um, they've just done nothing but add a whole bunch of old veterans. And I can see easily, you know, a case for James Robinson to go wild in this one. And Chris, you're going to have to convince me with yours because I, I've i seen a lot of people. And I mean, even I believe Josh brought it up last night. I don't know that he's ready for week one. I'm not saying he's not ready. I don't know that they're ready for him in week one. But talk to me about your favorite running back this week. Sure. Well, it was James Robinson. I just, you know, Kira got Obviously. in the in the Google Doc she before I did. She I stole him. it right out from under me. My list, so he's a little upset. But, but it's Ryan, okay. I got I got two guys here, and, and I'll mention both really quick. And I'm I'm almost sure you're you're in relation to Trey Sermon, right? Yeah. San Francisco running back. They go to Detroit. Detroit is right behind Houston. They're 31st against the run here. Uh, Sermon is $5,200 on FanDuel, $4,500 on DraftKings, and more than likely, right? I think we're all in agreement here for for you know first time on the broadcast that San Francisco is going to absolutely obliterate the Lions and it's not even going to be close and I I would imagine that it'll be like 20-30 point lead in the second half you know right at the start of the second half so I think if he's not ready well perfect time to get it let him get some reps in the third and the fourth quarter in Detroit here so to me Trey Sermon I firmly believe that he finds the end zone in this game I'm not saying the kid's going to get 25 carries or something along those lines because Raheem Mostert is that RB1 but who's to say he can't get 10 to 12 carries put up 60 75 yards and find the end zone and at that price that's that's a home run you're looking at what four times the x value in this one so give me all the all the you know the trey sermon here and with with trey sermon i wouldn't have to fade cmc i could get both of them guys in the lineup at the same time i could even get cmc james robinson and sermon and build elsewhere with my ride receivers and really quick if if i may javante williams denver goes to the giants fifty six hundred dollars 
$4,000 on FanDuel, $4,000 on DraftKings. I think this they want to get this kid rolling early and often, and I think this is going to be something nasty is going to happen there between Melvin Gordon and Denver because Javante is going to be the number one fairly early on. And again, just like James Robinson's, just like she said, Javante Williams, they will never be as cheap as they are now. So you got to take advantage. And I don't disagree. I, I look at Javante Williams a lot like Jonathan Taylor, but it's I, I'm worried, and I've said this often, I, I'm lower on Javante Williams than most people in that I think they're going to run Melvin Gordon into the ground. And obviously you disagree with that. Do you think, based on your opinion, Melvin Gordon isn't playing in Denver this entire season if Javante Williams can come in here and eat right away? No, no way. So there's some, it's going to be nasty where, like, I mean, I'll just say I don't have a crystal ball or a gemstone to rub and, you know, get like this, all this futuristic info here. But I think Melvin Gordon, after week five or six, his workload is going to be diminished. He's only going to be on the field here and there. I know that sounds crazy. I've always been a, a big MG3 guy, but he, you know how he is. He left the Chargers. It wasn't very nice. The, the, the people in the city taking cabs, nobody knew who the guy was. I feel like that really got to him so why wouldn't he have that same ego and that same style in in, in in uh in denver here so i'm just telling you there's going to be something weird that goes on where he's going to publicly <laughs> demand a trade he's not going to show up to to practice during the week and it's going to be you know all over social media and all over the news because i believe that javante is just that good he was my rb1 rookie rb1 months ago and I, i'm not going to waver from that so give me a ton of javante williams not only this week but throughout the season I love it. So I just want to clear some things up. Uh, favorite plays of the week. We have James Robinson and Javante Williams for Kira and Chris. Uh, Chris, you already talked to us about your deep sea dive, your b- b- bottom of the barrel play, Trey Sermon. And Chris, you brought him up earlier, but Kira, I want you to talk to me a little bit about Ty Johnson as your uh, deep sea dive. Um, yeah, before I get into Ty Johnson, I just want to kind of like piggyback off of what he just said. Please. Um, I mean, with the recent news of Gus Edwards tearing his ACL, I think it would be wise for <laughs> – the Ravens to make a call to the Broncos. I think Melvin Gordon could be a perfect fit over there for them. Uh, I I also noticed Javante Williams down low there, uh, especially on what was it? DraftKings had him. Yeah, at. I, saw, I saw you had. Yeah, him there, so. he. I almost put him as my as my deep sea dive because he was only four thousand dollars on. Yeah, that's DraftKings. a little ridiculous based on the numbers you guys are saying for like CMC. Yeah, that's crazy yeah, low. You know what I mean? I, I know he's a rookie, but geez, I think that they re- they do want to get him going early and often, and I I could see a case where he pushes Melvin Gordon out the door too. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> Getting, getting back, I want to talk about Ty Johnson. Uh, going into the unknown must be like my theme this week of players that I'm into. Uh, just definitely deep sea diving with this guy here. Only 4,400 on DraftKings, 4,700 on FanDuel. This is the golden boy, Zach Wilson's first debut on the road. Um, there's a chance that they could <laughs> they could lean on the run, which was a weak point for Carolina's defense last year that was a below average run defense. Um, I know the Jets have an iffy offensive line, but they do excel at run blocking. Uh, I think that he could easily beat out the corpse of Tevin Coleman. I don't think that that's somebody that I'm particularly worried about. Um, <laughs> the guy hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, Ty Johnson has looked every bit the part. I know everybody has rookie fever. Everybody wants to to believe Michael Carter is going to be a thing. And uh, I like Michael Carter. It's not that I don't, but Ty Johnson has shown bursts and ability. And I think that he could, he could be a sneaky play this week. So do we think, Chris, you had the game relatively close, 31-27. I have it as about 31-14. I would think, and I, I, I'm apparently the only person in the world who thinks Tevin Coleman still has two working legs. In a situation where they might need a more seasoned pass protection back, I think Tevin Coleman does play in that situation. Do you guys see a scenario or Chris, do you agree Tevin Coleman is dead man walking? I don't think he's dead man walking in a way, right? I, I'm very close to that, but with Tevin Coleman, he's just, he's just a guy now as, as most folks say, he's a Jag, just a guy. Yep. And right. If they want to put him in just a pass block, that's perfect for a Jag, right? You're just up there. You're taking some shots. You're protecting your golden boy quarterback. He's getting the ball. He's swinging it out to Corey Davis, or he's catching, uh, you, you know, Ty Johnson in the flat here. So Tevin Coleman does have his uses. Unfortunately, they're not of any goodness to us DFS players. 
There you go. Let's jump into wide receiver. So uh, again, we're going to start with the eat the chalk outlined in chalk. So we are looking at no surprises with these names either. Devontae Adams going up against New Orleans. Um, right now, you don't quite know what this New Orleans team is going to look like. And we have a very angry Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking the Green Bay Packers. Chris, are we fading Devontae Adams or at least not building a lineup around him? Or are you finding a way to get him in? I'm doing everything I can to get Devontae Adams in my lineups. And and look, Aaron Rodgers is back. And, and for some some odd reason, the Green Bay Packers, we know what division these teams are in, but the Green Bay Packers have, I think, an outstanding rivalry with the New Orleans Saints. Did it die when Drew Brees retired? I don't think so. Aaron Rodgers is like, what did they say in, in Game of Thrones, right? Aaron Rodgers never forgets or winter right. is coming, all, all that nonsense, <laughs> right? So Aaron Rodgers, to me, is going to carve up the, this entire defense up uh, of the of the New Orleans Saints. And look, the New Orleans Saints kind of came on a little bit last season on defense. They got some young kids, you know, ball hawking kids that are running around here, but I don't think it matters. So any and all Green Bay Packers, not only this week, but for the foreseeable future, are all starts for me. If I ever tell you one week to fade Aaron Jones or to fade, you know, Devontae Adams, then you know I'm kidnapped. I, I'm okay. I'm, that, that's I'm your... zip tied. I'm hog tied. And I, you know, I mean, that'd be insane. That's your phrase to look out for. Kira, I can't imagine you're going to disagree. So talk to me about Tyreek Hill taking on the Browns. I know we touched on Mahomes, and you guys said we're eating the chalk on Mahomes. Is Tyreek another guy that he's worth the chalk this week? Uh, yeah, again, with that over-under being pretty damn high this week, I could see uh, easily Tyreek Hill blowing up for a game. And he's one of those guys that you never really want to fade because he has so much potential to get you those 100-yard 100, 100, uh, po- bonus points on – the Browns aren't particularly strong against opposing wide receivers. Um, I could definitely see a case where Tyreek Hill just completely goes off in this game. I don't, like I said earlier, um, the Chiefs did revamp their offensive line. You're giving Patrick Mahomes more time to throw. That's one extra second you give Tyreek Hill to completely go blast off down the field and burn everybody and give you monster points on the week. You know what, Josh? wants us to disagree and this is the one I'm going to have to throw my two cents in. You guys know your shit. You know what you're talking about. I think Tyreek Hill is a full fade this week. I don't think he finishes better than a wide receiver too. Um, The Browns secondary is one of their most improved aspects. They brought in John Johnson from the Rams along with Troy Hill from the Rams. Troy Hill covers the slot. He's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. They're great on the outside and they have an excellent pass rush. I don't know that there's going to be enough time for Tyreek Hill to get open. Um, Joe Zolo on our show on Wednesdays always likes to say you choose to either stop Tyreek Hill or stop Travis Kelsey. I don't think the Browns can stop Travis Kelsey. I think they're going to focus on Tyreek Hill and let Travis Kelsey beat them. His name's going to come up later, but I just want to throw a little disagreement in there. Um, In my own projections, I have Tyreek Hill with 67 yards and a touchdown. He actually finishes as like the wide receiver 32 this week. I'm I'm not a big fan at all. So I was good at work close. I have him for about six or seven receptions and just over 80 yards, but no score here. So at the price point, there's not too much, you know, money to be made. Okay, Chris, I love it. So you would fade him? I would fade him. Absolutely. All right, perfect. Uh, let's get into your favorite play, Chris. So who is your absolute favorite play at wide receiver this week? Yeah, it's going to be Calvin Ridley for the Atlanta yes. Falcons. They're hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, cover your ears, earmuffs, Kyra. Philadelphia is 25th <laughs> overall against opposing wide receivers. And right, it's what I'm going to say is nothing profound. It's the same old thing. As I told you before we went live, I'm just a puppet. I'm just sitting here, nothing special. And Calvin Ridley is going to go nuts. And everybody, you're either, I, I don't know too many people that are just kind of, uh, I don't know with, with Calvin Ridley. You're either all in or you're full fade. I'm actually in seasonal formats. I fully fade him given his price, you know, his ADP, but I know this is a DFS show. And yeah. there's just no way you can ignore Calvin Ridley's potential this week. You know, people were outlandish with their projections. He's going to be targeted 140 times. He's going to catch 125 footballs. A lot of unrealistic stuff. But I'm telling you, after this week, he's going to go insane. I have him for about... 95 yards or so and a couple touchdowns and we're going to get victory laps and we're going to do all that nonsense that social media does but i very much love calvin ridley this week you know what i'm going to go off script just a little bit we had a user ask a question a user a listener ask a question a little bit earlier um would you start russell gage this week in ppr and for the most part dfs ppr you're going to play a little bit my answer was i'm not expecting much more than a wide receiver three week out of him and my reasoning behind that is 
the Eagles are awful against tight ends, and I think Kyle Pitts goes nuclear this week. I think he – you want to talk about victory laps, Chris? I think that's oh, another boy. one we're going to see it's it. It's going to be insufferable. It's going to be insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me, guys. I know he's neither one of your cheap plays of the week, but how do we feel just quick couple seconds about Russell Gage? Yeah, no issue here. Yeah, no issue here. Let me look up his price on, on FanDuel real quick. Yeah, so he's only $5,700 on FanDuel. That's, you know, mid to lower tier in terms of the other pricing here. So Gage, to me, would be, wouldn't be the first kid I selected. It, he would be like a last-minute thing, a lineup filler. I would put a DST in there, you know, and, and a tight end first, which I always punt. And then, oh, I got 5800 bucks left. I got 6000 bucks something left. I would look Russell Gage's way. I wouldn't have maximum exposure, but in a couple big tournaments, absolutely. Definitely not a cash game play, more of a GPP kind of, you know, hope the bombs go off. Perfect. Kira, any disagreement with that? Yeah, no, I have to agree with it. Obviously, if I agree with the Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and the Eagles players having a good day. Um, they can't do that without Atlanta matching that and forcing them to do <laughs> do exactly what I expect them to do. Um, I think that I'm not sure if that was just like a PPR question for redraft. Yeah, I'm sure it was just a redraft question. Yeah. So, I mean, in that case, it's obviously going to be like, you know, in comparison to who I'm probably – like you said, a wide oh, receiver, fine. I just a wide receiver three at best. Yeah, no, yeah. DFS wise, um, it's not that I I hate him or anything. He's just not someone I'm particularly targeting in DFS. Who I think are your that, targets? Who are your favorite targets at wide receiver this week? I saw you cheated and put two of them in there. Yeah, I cheated because it's my Batman and Robin. Uh, and, it's, and it's your show, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to put two people. Okay, Ryan. Um, but yeah, I, I, I label them as Batman and Robin. I'm not really sure who's going to be Batman, who's going to be Robin. Okay. My take is that it's probably going to be AJ Brown and Julio Jones may have to finally put down his, uh, armor and, and face his life as Robin here. Um, they have a really great matchup on against, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, like we said before, we think it's going to be a shootout. Um, AJ Brown is, I believe the eighth highest in his salary position there on DraftKings. Um, and then there's like a major tier break after like AJ Brown and Julio Jones. You're looking at players like uh, Juju, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry. I think that on the top tier amount of wide receivers that Julio Jones and AJ Brown sitting there at the bottom is an awesome play for this week. Um, I'm, I'm just big on AJ Brown and Julio Jones week. I love it. And let's get into the uh, bottom of the barrel for you, Chris. So who's the, you, you mentioned, you know, Russell Gage might be a guy you look for a little bit of exposure on, but who, who's the other wide receiver you would take over Russell? Well, Gage I, I need to ask if she can oh. do, if she can give two players then I can give two players, I'll be very <laughs> brief here. I love I, it. Let's I love it. the That's idea. Okay. Of, I'll, I'll allow it. Thank you. I love the idea of, of, of two of the, the, the bigger or the, the more, you know, futuristic, realistic wide receivers in Jacksonville. Marvin Jones Jr. and LaVishka Chenault Jr. Yes. Both just kind of cheaply priced. Marvin Jones is under six grand. LaVishka Chenault is under six grand too. And I, I don't see a case where Trevor Lawrence doesn't use Marvin Jones as kind of a, as a safety blanket here. And, and, and Marvin Jones Jr. is like steady Eddie. He was more than capable here in Detroit. And I think he does it again in Jacksonville. And the other two I want to mention are both wide receivers in Denver. Those being Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Let's focus okay. on Cortland Sutton. They go to the Giants, as I said before. He's $5,800 on FanDuel, $5,200 on DraftKings. And in my projections right now, I have Sutton for several catches. Let me bring that up real quick. Don't want to grind the show to a screeching halt. But I have him for about <laughs> seven or eight targets. He'll catch five or six of those, yeah. 60, 70 yards. And I even, it's impossible to predict, I have him for maybe a carrier to. And carry, I mean like a reverse or a it. bubble screen something along those lines and again everybody a lot of folks i know especially casual dfs fans they completely forgot about Cortland sutton because he tore up his knee last season and i'm telling you he looked fantastic in the preseason he's a big body dude 6'3 6'4 Cortland sutton gets it done today and again another player that will never be as cheap as they are in week one and there was a very positive report from vic fangio last week where he said that sutton turned a corner about two weeks ago where he started to look like sutton again and i think yeah. that's that's news that I think flew under the radar, and you're absolutely right, Chris, where Corton Sutton is a guy. We, we've kind of had this argument, and Josh, I'm probably going to say this completely wrong. I think Josh was very anti-Jerry Judy, 
and I was anti-Sutton. I have since twisted, and I'm, I'm back on Josh's side, and that's not just to make sure I get my paycheck. Well, well you know what you love to see is is Sutton, as I said, he tore up his, his leg, but he's it looks comfortable on it. He's not, like, freaked out or scared or nervous. Yeah. He was cutting. He was shooking and jiving, and that's that's huge. You know, the mindset, you, you can be 100% physically, but after a nasty injury like that, you might get a little bit of apprehension, or you might have a little bit of the yips where yeah. I don't want to put too much pressure on my knee or my foot like that and he looks by all intents and purposes fantastic i mean those are the rumors going around about jamar chase right now that he has the yips and that he may not be ready to get out there and play and then there was another rumor today that he's having trouble seeing the ball without the white lines it's football smaller there's no white lines yeah, I and mean, i don't know what's going on with the kid but but hey let's talk about another rookie uh kira why don't you surprise us with your uh DC dive at wide receiver i'm yeah, sure it's nobody as, we've heard you talk about as much of a shock as this comes you know Talking about people wanting Jamar Chase to be their rookie wide receiver one. You already know who mine is going to be. And it's going to be my Devontae Smith. No. Uh, <laughs> really? Really? Of all players? Hey, now, listen, 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 listen. He is a rookie, so he is being priced as a rookie. This is definitely the cheapest we're going to see Devontae Smith. That kid is going to just warrant himself targets on that offense. Philadelphia has been waiting for their wide receiver one. And it's as far as all the reports out of camp, Devontae Smith looks really good. He seems up to the challenge of taking on his alpha role as being the wide receiver one here. Um, you can't fear the unknown. Like I said earlier, I know people like to fear what they don't know, and they don't know what this Eagles offense is going to be. I think that Philly drafted this first-round pick to put up the numbers that we all are – well, that I am hoping that he does this season. Um, if he doesn't, Philadelphia runs people out of town when they don't meet expectations. So – um, I could see Devontae Smith going crazy in this one. I think he has his breakout early. I mean, again, Atlanta, they're awful on defense. There's no reason that he can't produce in this game. He's going to be forced the targets. He is an excellent route runner. I could see him just having a great day. I mean, I especially for as cheap as he is, he's only listed as, what is it, like 3000 No, is it? He's $4,500 on DraftKings, $5,300 on yeah. FanDuel. I mean, when you get down in, in that tier of players, I think he gives you the most upside. I mean, would you rather Christian Kirk or Cole Beasley at that yeah. rate? I mean, I, I'm going over going over it here. I mean, Devontae Smith just provides you the most upside in that range at that Certainly cheap of a price. He's someone who's great to fill out your 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 wide receivers if you yeah. if you price anyone up high, you know? Yeah, to get a wide receiver one, I mean, we've been talking about Russell Gage as a roster filler, and you're able to get Devonta Smith with that same that, Yeah, right exactly. Now. I mean, I'd much rather the wide receiver one on somebody's offense than somebody's potentially third receiving option in Absolutely. Russell Gage, you know? Uh, Chris, I want to talk to you. You said something earlier on the show that you typically are always paid down at tight end. So let's get into the chalk on, uh, on tight end. I'm just going to throw both players at you. One it is very obvious Travis Kelsey too is going up against your boys, the Detroit lions, George Kittle coming back and we haven't seen Kittle play full time. So just talk to me about both of those guys as someone like you, who always pays down at tight end. How do you feel about those guys this week? Well, it, it, you know, personally speaking, I love both of them. Travis Kelsey is what, what can I say about Kelsey that hasn't already been, you know, discussed here. It, it's insane to me. Kelsey, as you know, playing Cleveland, Cleveland's 23rd against opposing tight ends. He's 8,500 bucks on FanDuel and $8,300 on, uh, on DraftKings. It's, it's, I was going to say it's shocking that Kelsey is, you know, more expensive than a lot of these top tier wide receivers like Aaron or running backs like Aaron Jones. And I think he's a few hundred bucks less than Devontae Adams uh, for Green Bay. But to me, Tra he, Travis Kelsey, you know, as much as I love him for seasonal formats, I just don't, he's just not worth it for me in DFS formats, especially if you play the way I play, you know, just a, hundreds and hundreds of, of those single cash games and, you know, three to 10 man, you know, contests and 50 fifties and double ups, literally through two, 300, you know, a Sunday, it's just not worth it to me because I can fill out my roster a little bit more. And again, with the, such a high price like that you need him set in stone you need to ha have him hit double or three times the value which he does but you I hate to have such a expensive player with already expectations on my lineup that if, if Kelsey doesn't do x y and z then I'm at 0, 0.0 in, in my returns here so to me I punt at the tight end position I, that's the last 
portion of my rosters I always fill out. Gotcha. And do you have any feelings because of Kittle playing Detroit in general as a fan, in general as a knowledgeable fantasy person? George Kittle coming back, Detroit's defense not exactly up to snuff. How do we feel about Kittle? Yeah, Kittle's fantastic. They go to Detroit. Detroit's 26 overall against tight ends. And he's a big drop down in price from Kelsey. Yeah, so. he's he's an even seven yeah, grand. So, 15, yeah, yeah 15, you're saving 1500 bucks there that you can use to upgrade a running back or a wide receiver, something along those lines. So of the two, I would probably prefer George Kittle just because, you know, I'm rooted in Detroit. I know how bad they are most times <laughs> than not. And I think there's something's going to pop with Kittle this season. And when I say pop, not his knee, not his ankle, just his, his playing <laughs> time. No. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 as I was saying it, I'm like, that's a very bad term to use, right? Yeah, that's it's going to pop. really not doing good. Yeah, here. and I was like, I shouldn't have said that. But to me, you know, George Kittle is a fantastic play, and how, how. Early on in the season, right, we expect Jimmy G to be the quarterback, not, you know, I don't love that idea when, when Trey Lance is back. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But of the two, I'd prefer Travis Kelsey this weekend. Perfect. Kira? Yeah, um, I agree. I prefer Travis Kelsey over George Kittle. This, If I'm going to – I do a lot of what Chris does, and I punt the tight end position myself. So if I'm paying up for a tight end, I'm going to pay up for Travis Kelsey because he's almost – the most sure thing that you have have in comparison at the position um he's really just in a league of his own so i mean if i'm going in between the two yeah i'm picking travis kelsey i think that george kittle you know is a fade for me in general because i think that that game script is going to favor the run for san francisco um so yeah travis kelsey for me um, I would eat the chalk because I think he has a juicy matchup and that always but seems, if you're not that always between tends to pull me I'd say, but if you're not choosing between the two, neither one of you would pay up for a tight end this week or most weeks, correct? Correct. All right. Uh, Kira, talk to me about your favorite play this week at tight end because it's clearly not George Kittle or Travis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I didn't necessarily punt in this situation here either. Um, I'm going with uh, the most talked about tight end of the offseason, and that's going to be Kyle Pitts. I think he could have his breakout party this uh this weekend, um, all eyes are on Ridley, but Philly has a really soft middle and they have a huge disadvantage as any team really would at, uh, against someone like Kyle Pitts. Um, as it's been said all off season, this isn't a tight end. This is a guy with, who's naturally just a wide receiver. Um, I can see a, a case where, you know, Atlanta showcases their fourth overall pick for a reason. This is a perfect matchup to be able to do it. Um, again, this is another situation where this is probably the cheapest we're going to see, um, Kyle Pitts on DraftKings at 4,400. He's going to be in that top upper echelon probably for the rest of the season. Um, I know FanDuel didn't <laughs> didn't accurately price for that, and they they have him at 6,000, so he is a little bit higher over there. I don't really love that. Um, but on DraftKings at 4,400, I will absolutely take that chance. And Chris, I, I I love who your favorite tight end of the week is. I'm sure you want to talk to me a little bit about Pitts, but your favorite tight end of the week is punt, punt. punt. If push came to shove, I got one guy. I'll be brief there. We're so we're like two, three days away from Sunday, and what the heck are is Baltimore going to do at the running back position? So yeah. that means there's going to be more targets and, and and more stuff like that going down the pipeline. So give me Mark Andrews yes. uh, this weekend. Mark Andrews is sixty two hundred bucks, and it's Monday Night Football. So if you want to wait, I don't know who those crazy folks are that play the Thursday through Monday slate. That the odds yeah. are never in your favor, but. Right. Maybe on a, the single game slate Monday, Mark Andrews Find might be deserving of the there. MVP spot. Sure. Perfect. And so if you're punting, who are you taking, Chris? Uh, two guys, Dawson Knox, Buffalo Bills uh, tight end. He was a, a bottom of the barrel all-star last year, and I don't I expect that to I was literally about to say, if you want to talk bottom of the barrel, your two names here <laughs> win. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, but, who allowed you to do those two names before we talked about this? <laughs> I do what I want. I, I'm allowed to do I like that, it. right? I, I've been given ahead, the option. I, so I Dawson Knox, they're playing Buffalo. Buff, or excuse me, Buffalo's playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's pretty formidable against tight ends. They're fifth overall defending tight ends. He's five thousand bucks on FanDuel, thirty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. Now you're not Dawson Knox. You're not looking at him as like some PPR monster where he's going to catch ten or ten or twelve footballs. But he'll catch you know two three footballs. He'll put up thirty forty yards. But he might score a touch. 
touchdown. He might score two touchdowns. The only thing that I'm looking at, and I know this this might sound odd, but it's not necessarily about Dawson Knox, the man. It's about the Buffalo Bills offense as a whole. High power, Josh Allen loves to sling the ball. Kid's got a cannon on his arm. Who the heck are the, the, the turnstile at running back? Singletary, Moss. So I think they would just prefer to throw the football. I want nothing to do with Cole Beasley if we take it back five, ten minutes when he was like around Russell Gage here. But yeah. give me Dawson Knox in, in a matchup, which on paper is tough, but I'm telling you, uh, Buffalo loves to throw the ball. It's, it's a very high-powered offense, so I'm going to take a chance there. And last kid, same game, different sideline, rookie tight end, Pat Fryermuth, Pittsburgh goes to Buffalo. Buffalo's 31st overall against opposing tight ends. And Fryermuth is, yeah. is, the, is, is as low as it gets. He is the definition <laughs> of bottom of the barrel. $4,400 on FanDuel, $2,500 on, on DraftKings. Now, I know I can read you you guys and girls oh. like a book. Well, there's so much, too many mouths to feed, all those fantasy buzzwords going on here. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if Pat Fryermuth looked fantastic in the preseason. I believe he caught a pair of touchdowns, you know, total the last two two preseason games of the season so i there's just something about pat fryermuth we always look at pittsburgh they're very effective in the red zone and they they're often in the red zone and we know uh, Najee Harris is going to command a, a larger target share, but who's to say that that Pat Fryermuth can't be at the line of scrimmage and just you know bump and release and bam he's wide open in the back of the end zone where they turn and you know and he's backpedaling and he catches the football wide open from there. So give me Pat Fryermuth and realistically all you need is like two or three catches for thirty or forty yards and he's already hit his value based on his points. So a touchdown from this kid would just be unbelievably icing on the cake. Fantastic. And, and in the overall. Fan- landscape he could outplay someone who's double his price with just that small bit of production absolutely Um, and i would I would imagine, so I would really quick, I would imagine he's going to be on the field a whole heck of a lot. His offensive snap percentages might be 70 to 80%, and that, that's all you're looking for when you punt a tight end or punt any position. Are they on the field? Because you're not scoring points if you're on the sidelines. I love it. And Kira, wrap up the show. Tell me about your uh, deep sea dive at tight end. Um, yeah, so my deep sea dive this week obviously is going to be full punt intended. Um, just to poke some fun at our uh, Wednesday podcast. Yes. It's Jordan. It's Jordan Akins. Um, I know that name does not sound sexy, stellar in any kind of way. This Sounds is me. Like- my stream of the week for week one, just Ooh, saying, but keep okay, going. Well, then that does, that does sound <laughs> tempting. All right. <laughs> this is just me saying I'm punting the position and taking a dart throw on possibly the second favorite target on the Texans offense. We're just really not sure. Um, other than Brandon Cooks being the one sure thing on that offense. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, they gave up the second most points to fantasy tight ends last season. And like I said, they have done nothing to improve their defense to think it's just going to be some more of the same. Um, I'm going to take the dart throw here and look for uh, opportunity and touchdowns in my uh, punt tight end. And that's where I can see Jordan Atkins at only 3,000 on DraftKings. I love it. Guys, we did it. We have about an hour and 20 minutes till game time. Let's get these people out of here so they can go make some money with this information you gave. Before we jump out, Chris, tell the people where they can find you. Tell them what you do. Tell them why they should be following you. Sure. I love to play DFS. You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. And I'm not going to plug anything. I just want to say we're we're on the doorstep of the, the, the NFL season for 2021. I hope both of you and everybody else that's watching this a happy, a joyous, a, a fruitful NFL season. And as it stands now, the three of us, there's there's you got to think that there's more eyes on our stuff this season than there was last year. I know I'm big at placing on reasonable expectations on myself don't be too hard on yourself this whole thing is supposed to be a blast we're laughing having fun so just enjoy yourself and don't do anything you know don't ask someone to do something that you wouldn't do you want your dignity intact and you want to be respectable you respect others and be respectable yourself so i wish everybody the best of luck this coming season I, I, I tell him this privately, publicly, anytime I can. Chris is one of my, literally my favorite Twitter follow. He is the most positive guy on Twitter. He stays out of the shit and he typically cleans it up. Chris, you bring <laughs> a positive influence to this uh, community and we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. Uh, Kira, you're going to plug your own article, I hope. But uh, Kira, talk to the people. Yeah, so you could find me obviously on Twitter at FantasyFFKira. Um, I do write a weekly DraftKings, uh, FanDuel, DFS, uh, Cash Grabs article. 
that you could look forward to. You could find some sleeper picks on there. I'm not going to give you your obvious, you know, chalk plays where you get your Travis Kelsey's and Tyreek Hill's, Devontae Adams. I'm going to give you the guys that are in that mid tier, something that could help fill in your roster and help uh, give you the best upside. Um, I can't say enough about Chris again. You you were great here. I'm happy to have you. You could come back on this show anytime. <laughs> um, we are <laughs> in what we would call maybe the Christmas Eve. It's football Eve tonight. You got to put out your cookies for Matthew Barry. And on Sunday, uh, he's going to come and grant your fantasy teams all the gifts that you were looking for. Um, I'm just so happy that football's back. Um, it's quite a relief. I'm uh, I'm happy that uh, – I'm just, I'm just happy, man. I'm just pumped. Why can't you, why can't you put can't out Qdoba burritos for me? <laughs> I'll make your DFS that, lines pop. Why is it always got to be right, bare? Well, you know? That could be a new thing. We can start a new tradition. New Qdoba for Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just really looking forward to this season. I mean, this is my second year doing this stuff. Um, but make no mistake, I've been an avid fantasy analyst for years, just quietly behind the scenes myself. Um, I saw, I told people uh, to set expectations for yourself that I was a rookie going into my sophomore year, trying to make the big leap. I'm trying to be, you know, um, a Brandon Ayuka, CD Lamb. I'm trying to, to set the bar pretty high for myself this season. So um, I hope everyone looks forward in uh, tuning into this podcast. It should just get better and better as it goes on. And uh, I look forward to entertaining everybody and having guys like Chris Robbins back on. I love it. All right. All right so... I'm terrible at uh, outros, so let's see what I can get through here. First and foremost, <laughs> if you made it this long, we appreciate you. We hope we make you some money. Make sure you hit subscribe on the Club Fantasy YouTube channel. We have videos almost every damn day of the week. You're going to find some great information here. DFS and Chill is going to be 6 o'clock Thursday nights. We're going to have a ton of great guests all season long. They already have such a bar set for them by Chris. Chris, thank you so much. Um Right now, if you go to Club Fantasy's website, uh, our boy Oklahoma Doug put out an article all about the Thursday night matchup with his captain seat. He put Tom Brady in the captain mm-hmm. seat, and he went even further on DraftKings and said, if you don't want to do Tom Brady, consider the Tampa Bay defense, which I found very interesting. So go check out Doug's article on the website. Kier's article will be out Saturday all about DFS. Make sure you're following Club Fantasy on all the socials at Club Fantasy FFL. But most importantly, hit subscribe on that YouTube channel because our our fearless leader, Josh, spent way too much money on jerseys and footballs this season. (laughs) And every single time we hit a milestone, he's going to be doing a giveaway. I'm going to end with us giving away some money right now. Um, Our new partner, Thrive Fantasy, is doing a a payout where they will match your opening deposit up to $100 if you use the promo code CLUB. So make sure you go there, jump into Thrive. It's a combination of DFS and player props. They're up and coming in the industry. They've been around for a while though. And they have a prize pool this week, $100,000 guaranteed. And it is a very soft overlay right now. You want to be checking out Thrive. And again, they'll match that opening deposit. I'm Ryan Weiss, Kira, Chris. I did Kira backwards because she's on this side, but it doesn't matter. Good luck to everyone tonight. Yeah, football is back. Get those Thursday players out of your flex spots. Get them into your regular lineups. Have a great week, guys.